Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from Studio 6B, ah, Real America's Voice. Welcome to the show on a Friday night. Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470, Samsung TV Plus at 1029. And, of course, find us on all the socials. All the socials! That means especially if you're poking around right now thinking, well, oh, that's right, I gotta get, I gotta get the feed. I gotta get the, it's the getter feed. Go to Real AM Voice on Getter. You can click on the feed, jump in the chat, say hello, hello. and uh, join us here on the show on a Friday night. Jumping in, doing some news. It's going to be David Zier, who's not here. Not just yet. He's running a little bit late. He'll be here in just a few moments. Yeah, there he is. He's here in spirit. Uh, but, of course, as always, Slick Rick is here. Rick, how are you? All right, Rick, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing well. We just uh, we just saw, you know, one of, one of the guys you love talking about. Ah, the great Herschel. Come the great on, Herschel go, baby. The, the old Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> He was uh, doing the debate right here on Real America's Voice uh, just before us. And uh, for everybody that watched it, great debate. Herschel, of course, you know, doing what Herschel does, you know, keeping it real. And I, and I think people appreciate that coming out of it. Uh, we'll probably, because it, it happened right before us, there's no way that Gio and Frank can get those clips together. So we'll try and have some of those, some of the highlights on Monday so we can uh, comment on it then. How does that sound? That's great. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, just uh, real good stuff. Get you in a good mood because, you know, of course, with just a few weeks coming up, we know what's coming in just a few weeks, and we're talking about Election Day. But before we do that, um, Slick Rick, uh, you're going to be covering sports this weekend, aren't you? Absolutely. We got a big one now uh, down is, in Tennessee, Rick. Is there a big one? Big one for you, boy. <laughs> I, I, I wonder where it could be. I in, don't know where. There you I go. don't know how this works. There we go. It's, it's on this. It's on this. I, I can't tell. It's right in Knoxville. It's right here. Knoxville, Tennessee, go. baby. That's right. Knoxville, Tennessee taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah. Number three versus number six. That's going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a good game. Uh, Alabama is favored by seven and a half on the road and uh, still questionable whether or not QB Bryce Young, the uh, Heisman Trophy candidate, will actually suit up for tomorrow. I'm not sure yet. We're going to find out. But uh, without him in there, Tennessee has a great chance. With him in here, I think it's going to be close. But uh, I think the Vols are going to give a good game, Rick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a I mean, the atmosphere is going to be off the hook. I was there. I want to say uh, about three probably about ago. a month ago, three yeah. three and a half weeks, a month ago. Yep. When when they played Akron State, yeah, it was a close game. That was the one I had. What I laid like forty nine points and yes. they won, and <laughs> they, they covered. covered. <laughs> that was great. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that in a moment. Um, but I was I was gonna say uh, with that game, and that was just you know Akron State, who nobody really heard of. 
um, came in there and got a 60-point shellacking. You can imagine. And the crowd was insane then, 100 plus, 100 plus thousand people in the stands. This is going to be off the hook on Saturday. It should be a lot of fun to watch. No question. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you talk about the, uh, the volunteers. They, they've got the, – they're now circulating the name of the quarterback – and it's uh, Hooker for uh, Heisman. Yeah. He's Hook, a contender. Hooker's putting up big numbers. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Should be a fun fun Saturday. Uh, fun weekend as well. As reminded by G, I wanted to do this as well, an update on Damon. Uh, I guess he had a very good um, follow-up today, uh, earlier today. So uh, we could be seeing him sooner rather than later back on the show. Maybe uh, sometime towards... The middle of next week, he could be popping in, so we're not sure, but we uh, wish him all the best, and hopefully, you know, you know, cross cross our fingers and knock on wood that uh, you know the doctors are making sure that everything goes according to plan, yeah. and he's ready to rock by next week. That'd be great, especially be. because with with something like that, a detached retina is, and I didn't understand how bad it was until until you say it to people, they're like, "Oh, what's wrong with him?" I said, "Detached retina," and they're like. That's terrible. I'm like, really? Because I, I have no idea. I've never, I, I've never known anybody to have one. I've only heard of it. Um, gee, what'd you say? Oh, okay. Um, but it's one of those things where it's really severe. And I guess you got to lay on, you know, depending on where it is, you know, which side it is, you got to lay on that side of the body for, for, you know, days on end to make sure no more damage mm. is done. It's really just, yeah. it's a crazy, crazy thing to happen to you. So, again, we wish uh, Damon the best, and uh, hopefully it won't affect his swing for the RAV Open. Nah, it Because let's face it. <laughs> we had Ed Henry on last yeah. night. That was fun. Yeah, and Ed, and Ed is, you know, showing up, throwing, you know, throwing shade at Damon because he's hurt. <laughs> he's, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, he's swinging his little, his little toothpick bat that he plays with because that's all he could pick up. He can't really lift up a man-sized bat. Uh, Ed Henry can't. Um, his Louisville know, plunger. Yeah, he shows up with his, with his dumb hat. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> so, uh, again, you know, when it comes to Damon, we wish you all the best. And uh, hopefully, he, you know what? And hopefully he doesn't watch the Alabama-Tennessee game because that'll detach both of his retinas if he, if he, loses, <laughs> if he loses his mind. Might. Um, yeah. So, so we've got a big weekend planned. That should be fun. Uh, somebody just walked in. David Zier is now here. How, how are you, David? I'm great, everybody. Hello, hello. <laughs> you're, you're still getting plugged in over here. You're quite disheveled. I'm ready to go. He's ready to go, though. Always good. He's, he's always got some great stuff he'll be lending to the show as well. Uh, a lot of great clips to get to tonight. You know what? We, we've been a little dour the last couple nights, so why don't we start off on a, on a lighter note? Maybe something a little funnier. Um, gee, I know there was this one that I sent you. Um... The Alex Stein one, right? All right. Let's let's start with this. It'll it'll put you in a good mood, I think, because it's it's fun, it's silly, but he is trying to make a point. Um, the idea is just trying to figure out what that point is. Ready? Go. Next, I have Ronnie Thurit. 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 I'm sorry. That's me. Ronnie the Rat. I'm Ronnie. How you guys doing? Hello, Council. My name He's Ronnie the Rat. He's Ronnie the Rat. I'm a trans species elementary school teacher here in <laughs> Allen ISD. And I just want to try to bring more awareness for furries like myself. Now, I have the most students in my class 
that have actually transitioned from a human being to a cat. Now, I know I'm a rat, but that's more because I'm a Chuck E. Cheese you know, freak. I love Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I've spent a lot of time there, but that's why I like rats. But this is the problem, is we have a lot of Watch trans inclusivity in other cities like Frisco. Um, They're doing pride parades at a lot of churches. We're not doing any pride church? parades at Watch churches it. here in Allen. And that's what we need. We need more kids on gender reassignment surgery or gender reassignment hormones. And the best way, I think, for me, that it's gotten the message out to the other students is doing it myself, leading by example. And that's what I'm trying to do here as a trans species, as Ronnie the rat. He's like, He's listen, there's a social stigma. Me trying to date other furries like this and Alan, there's not a community. There's not a bar that accepts me, accepts me, Chris. I can't just go to the bar like this. I get made fun of. And that's the same thing that's happened to my nine-year-olds, my 10-year-olds. If they feel more comfortable being a cat, I don't mind putting a litter box in the classroom that lets them defecate in there. That's what I think is important. And should I tell the parents? No, we shouldn't tell the parents. These kids can make decisions at 10 years old. Like, their parents shouldn't be involved. That's what makes me so mad is I get all these parents that are mad at me because I buy, oftentimes buy these costumes for these kids, and the kids go home in the costume, and the parents come back, and they yell and scream at me, and they say, we don't want you to sexualize our children. They call me the G word, G-R-O-O-M-E-R, which is basically like the n-word and it's just a terrible description of who i am i'm trying to help young kids be themselves if they want to be a cat if they want to defecate in the litter box i'm all for that i'm talking to the principal i'm trying to get the cafeteria tables on the ground so that the kids are able to eat more ergonomically on fours like an animal this is what we need to do we need alan to be more inclusive right now we're, we're suffering from a lot of bigotry and so i'm ronnie the rapping rat so oh, i want to end too. on a little rap Yo, my name is Ronnie. I am a rat. If you talk crap, I'll get the gat. Get the booster. Test it on eight mice. I don't really care if you got lots of lice. I'm a pimp on a blimp. Teaching my kids their gender. We can cut it off, throw it in a blender. Gender reassignment surgery is the key. It will set you free. Get a musset to me. I love when you cut it off. Then you can be the boss. I'm a teacher, not a preacher. God is fake. The earth evolved from pond scum. Two rocks smashed together. That's how we got here. Ronnie the rat, don't grab the gat. I don't really care if you sit in the front or the back. The indoctrination is super strong. You can come to class in your little thong. I don't care what you say. Gotta vaccinate the straight. Gotta vaccinate the gay. And that's what I'm sad. I'm sad that I was not one of the eight mice that... Dr. Anthony Fauci chose to test the booster on. So I have a lot of sorrow. I have a lot of things that I'm upset about. And I just want to bring awareness to Ronnie the Rap and Rat. You guys can do this. We can get more kids to become trans species. And we can get more gender reassignment surgery for nine-year-olds. Thank you. Thank you guys very much. <laughs> Primetime Stein on Instagram. Thank you guys. <laughs> so there you have it. A little Ronnie the Rat, the rapping rat. Uh, on a Friday night. What'd you think of that there, David? Uh, probably one of the most creative things I've seen in the last <laughs> 10 years. Uh, awesome. Like I said, I love the guy, the, the guy who was sitting there that you can see plainly in the dark shirt. Once, I guess about a minute in, he just starts covering his face. He's like, oh my God, what is it? What is going on? And then right at the end, um, as Ronnie the Rat is wrapping up, if you look over to the, I guess it would be to the... This is my left, so your the right of your screen. Uh, you'll see a guy in the back, like in in that next row. He kind of just like makes a hand handgun and shoots himself because he's like, I can't believe I'm sitting here at the city council meeting watching this. So, just a little something to get us kicked off on a Friday night. David, how are you? 
Um, I am really great. Um, really great. You got a rap for us? Uh, I, I'm not going to rap today. Okay. Uh, maybe next time. Next time. You know, um, I think what's extraordinary is, you know, I've been thinking about the coronavirus and the, and the vaccines. You know, it's like the new Hunger Games. They're willing yeah. to sacrifice X amount of children so everyone else can be saved, right? Yeah. And um, it's, it's really like the way we're heading. And, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of soul searching, you know, these days and talking about, you know, like why I'm doing this and why I think we're doing this. And after my conversations with people all over the place, um, you know, people work for woke corporations mm-hmm. or work for their town or county government, and they can't comment on social media. Right. So we're their voice. Not only are we the voice for the people who are like, you know, struggling out there and the contractors who are allowed to voice their opinion. You know, I'm in building, you know, uh, I, I can talk freely about issues, right. uh, but I'm in real estate. I can't talk politics to my buyers, you know. Um, and so that's what I think RAV is. You know, RAV is a combination of speaking for the people and it's also speaking for the people who can't speak up. Right. Right. Yeah, because they're afraid that if somebody finds out, oh, uh, I think this way, they're afraid they're going to get fired. They're, they're even afraid fired. to come to events because they're afraid the check they wrote or their credit card um, will be uh, investigated by the FBI and right. who they're supporting. Yeah. Right. And we're getting that a lot lately. And yeah, PayPal hearing- now, right? Look at PayPal. Yeah. Yeah. PayPal tried to put in that that stupid policy and they're paying the price big time for it. Um, And you're seeing that a lot from the polling, uh, the polling people. They're saying a lot of the, you know, a lot of the the normal Republicans and stuff like that. They are not talking. It's button up, not talking to you, not saying anything. And even like much Eventbrite and uh, these other uh, outfits take down your event if it's a conservative oriented event. Wow. They refund everyone their money. It just happened to me. Did it? Yeah, big event. Oh. I can't talk which one, but yeah, big event. That wow. stinks. All right. I'll find out what it is, and I'll tell. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, live from Studio 6B on a Friday night. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll do a quick break. We'll come back. We'll get the headlines and sports. We'll do a little news with David Zier, and we got some more great clips coming up. Stay there on a Friday night. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voices of Friday night. Thank you for joining us. Remember to jump in the getter chat, say hello, and uh, we'll try and respond. It Sometimes it just flies by so fast. Some great comments. We miss them, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, as long as you guys are in there enjoying it, then, then it makes it worth it. Uh, we've got some great stuff with David Zier coming up. He'll talk about his show on Saturday morning. We'll get another update on that before we get rolling. But first, let's jump over to Sports and Slick Rick and see what is going on. Talk to me, Rick. Well, let's kick it off with some Friday Night Slick Rick Rodeo. The Austin Company Fair and Rodeo, Belleville, Texas, the Coworth Arena, underway for the weekend. Bareback riding right now. Mason Stuller, 84 points on Mo Better Rodeo's Midnight Moon. Steer Wrestling, KJ Cameron Jr., uh, three and a half seconds. Team Roping, Ty Arnold and Caden Profili and Forrest uh, Fisher and Houston Huddle. We have a two-way tie. 
tie there. Four and a half seconds. Saddlebronk, Cash Wilson, 80 points on Mo Better Rodeos, sweet and sour. Tie down roping, Chet Waits, eight and a half seconds. And barrel racing, you know, I love the barrel racing. Jetty Lorenz, 15.07 tenths. Great score. And steer roping, Scott Snedeker, 9.2 seconds. Last but not least, Bull riding leaders right now, Cody Teal, 82 points on United Pro Rodeos. Game day two, total payout on this rodeo, 105,703 big ones. So we'll have a full report on Monday on the rodeo. And uh, earlier today, NFL finds Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady for kicking Falcons Grady Jarrett. This is from Adam Gretz of Yard Barker. The NFL informed Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady on Friday that he's being fined $11,139 for kicking. Atlanta Falcons defensive lineman Grady Jarrett during Sunday's game. The kick happened on the same play where Jarrett was flagged for roughing the passer when he sacked Brady and swung him to the ground. It is one of the many controversial roughing the passer calls that has been the topic of the discussion in the NFL over the past couple of weeks. It also played a large role in Tampa's 21-15 win as it allowed Tampa to maintain possession of the ball and not give it back to Atlanta for a chance to take the lead. Um, had Jarrett not been flagged, the sack would have created a fourth and long situation for Tampa that would have resulted in a punt and giving Atlanta the ball back with enough time for a potential game-winning drive. So Tom Brady, not only you know did his wife kick him out of the house, but now he, he's getting in trouble for getting... Nah, he's got a lot going on. I'll tell you, greatest quarterback ever, seven championships, but I really hope he keeps it in check, you know. Um, it, it just seems like things are starting to come apart a little for him. A lot of frustration, we know, with the Microsoft tablets, throwing them on the field. In fact, he made a comment when they asked him about that call. He goes, well, I don't throw flags. I only throw tablets. So that was kind of cute, but uh, he's trying to play things off, but right. I do understand he bought a pickleball team, so maybe he's uh, going to try to get himself out of one pickle and into another. Anyway, that's, <laughs> a, that's, that's it with Tom Brady. And this weekend, big one, the NASCAR Cup Series Championship race moves to the desert this weekend. Las Vegas Motor Speedway will host the first race in the round of eight, Sunday 2.30 on NBC. Uh, if any of the eight drivers remaining in the playoff win Sunday, he will uh, automatically advance to the championship playoff. round uh, at, on November 6th at the Phoenix Raceway. So, big w- rig weekend in NASCAR. Again, full report on Monday. And that's a wrap in sports. Rick got a couple other reports on the baseball and what's going on in the playoffs. We'll get back to that a little bit later. All right. You know what? I still have a problem. I know I I think I voiced this opinion last year when they did this. NASCAR does their we're doing the playoffs. It's not playoffs. You're racing. There's no such thing as a playoff when you race cars. It's such a stupid thing. Like, I don't look at it as as a play. That's not a playoff. They're just racing. Creates, race off. It creates ratings. Yeah. But it doesn't it, – it, it, it was much better when they call it the race for the cup because it's a race. Yes, you're chasing the championship. Or call it the race for the championship. Or call it something else. Don't call it playoffs. It's stupid. Right. I still love NASCAR. I just hate that they call it, oh, we're going to do some playoffs. That's dumb. Right. Like the run, run for the roses, right? Instead right. Of calling it, call it run for the rubber. <laughs> anyway, Whatever. that's a wrap. All right. All right. Thanks, Rick. I, I, I didn't mean to, to jump all over. It's not your fault. It's all right. You don't even like NASCAR. No, I'm kidding. You're probably, uh, you probably do. You like all sports. Uh, David Zier, how are you? I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Hey, uh, I know you've got your show 8 a.m. For anybody who missed it the last couple nights, yeah. give, it, give it the old uh, David Zier plug for your 8 a.m. show uh, Well, it's right pretty here. simple. 8 a.m. Eastern, right? Um, you only have to get up at 5 in the morning on the West Coast to watch that's, it on a Saturday. Cake. Cake. So please. But, you know, a lot of people do. It's amazing. I, I'm, we're on the road and people, you know, watching LFS 6B and they're like, I get up a breaking point. So it's exciting. <laughs> uh, Christina Caramo running for Secretary of State in the great state of Michigan. 
Um, and, um, you know, they're casting her as an insurrectionist because she just oh wants to, God. like, have the specs on the voting machines beforehand when Michigan buys them, you know, for the right. voting process and wants to create a, a chain of custody for how these machines are handled from the beginning to throughout the election. Uh, and, you know, that's wrong somehow, I guess, that in the Democratic playbook. Uh, but, yeah, so I have her and then we just did man on the street interviews from mm-hmm. the uh, Nevada and uh, Mesa, Arizona rallies last week. And uh, so you got some good stuff lined up for we Saturday. have some good stuff. We've got some great interviews for you. All right. So 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. Join David Zier yeah. on Breaking Point right here on Real America's Voice. Pop yeah. on your coffee. You need a coffee cup, too. Like on, and, on and Mike thing. Lindell and uh, oh, that's and, right. And Abraham yep. uh, Muhammad running for attorney general in Arizona, too. So don't miss those. Yeah. So those are great interviews. If you missed them earlier this week, we played them. Uh, he'll have them for you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. Um, I wonder, are, are you going to have Jen Psaki come on your show? Uh, I would have her on because she seems I'd to eat be, her for uh, lunch. <laughs> you know, she seems to be making the rounds now uh, because she does have an, a show on MSNBC coming up. I guess yeah. they're grooming her for. Right. Uh, so they're getting her ready for that somewhere down the road. So right now. They just kind of, they're plugging her into other things. you know. I'm working of, on getting Kaylee McEnany, the best press secretary ever, probably nice. besides Ari Fleischer, uh, you know, uh, to come up as well in the next few months here. That'd so cool. stay tuned nice. if I can put that together. Yeah, love her. But she's pregnant, you know, so uh, she's got uh, motherly responsibilities right now. So, right. But, but anyhow, getting back to, uh, to Saki, well, yeah. part of her training means she has to go on Morning Joe, that disaster. <laughs> And uh, deal with some of the wackos on Morning Joe on MSNBC. So, so G was lucky enough to grab us this one. Her with MSNBC correspondent Shadi Hamid. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, and listen to listen to the listen to this conversation. Go. Right. As we look to 2024, because my, my former boss also talked about how one Trump term is one thing, two Trump terms is another totally thing. Totally different thing. Yeah. What should we, what lessons should Americans take from what has happened around the world if there are extended years of a government in place who's fighting against democracy and fighting against fundamental rights of people? What could happen with more years? Yeah, well, so you're right that it's a universal thing. And um, we can talk about Europe has its own cases where in Italy we might have the first far right prime minister mm-hmm. since Mussolini. And yeah, right. that okay. person will have nice come crime. to power through elections um, or the Sweden Democrats, a party with um, right. neo-Nazi origins. So oh, it's not like just America, it's happening all over the right. place because... Um, we're not debating economic issues anymore. We're debating cultural issues, identity issues, issues around religion. All right, pa- pause so it there, there for a second, have- because I feel like that is the entire Democratic Party. They don't talk about policy. They don't want anything to do with policy. It's transgender this, gay that, uh, you know, racial this, racial that. It's all the other stuff, all the peripheral stuff, the stuff that really matters, you know, uh, putting food on the table, paying a decent, a decent price for gas, uh, keeping a job, inflation, maybe, you know, knock it down uh, from the 8% that you put it up to back down to 2 That would be nice. Those would be policy things. Yeah, maybe. But these guys are all about, well, you know, that's... It, it's, they're projecting what they do onto everybody else to, to distract you. Uh, God forbid they promote upholding f- some family values. Yes. Like some traditional <laughs> value. God forbid. Right? Exactly. Let's, let's finish this up. 
to accept that people who we completely disagree with are sometimes going to win. So there's, what, 74 million Trump uh, supporters, voters. More than that. We can't just wish them away. They're not going to disappear. Mm -hmm. So then we have to find a way to live with them, even if we think they're bad people, even if we mm -hmm. think they're a threat to everything we hold dear. Because what, what's the other option? that's in front of us. And that's a challenge because a lot of people will say, well, they're deplorable and we can't find a way to live with them. Oh, and this is your modern day Democratic Party. Wow. Bad Basically, yeah, they're, they're calling, if you don't agree with them politically, you're bad people. That's what's wrong. I, I guess we're all just bad people raising bad families and having bad jobs and doing bad stuff. That's all we do. Well, it doesn't fit the multinationalist, globalist, woke agenda. No. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more on a Friday night. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. Join us this Saturday from 4 to 10 p.m. Eastern for the first ever Law and Border Marathon. They broke into America. There, we'll join Ben Berkwam and get caught up on the truth about the border invasion that Joe Biden and the mainstream media don't want you to see. 40% of it is a lethal dose. It's the Law and Border Marathon, this Saturday from 4 to 10 p.m. Crazy, 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 crazy. Wow. That's a great... Uh... Marathon. That's a great Berkwam. Yeah. Set up for tomorrow. Nice. Man, oh man, there's some great footage that I haven't seen yet. Uh, I guess it'll be on display tomorrow for the Law and Border Marathon, 4 to 10 p.m. right here on Real America's Voice. And Ben is such a great guy. Like, you would, you, you know, you, you talk to him. I, like, I finally got a chance to meet him and talk to him and hang out with him a bit. He's so kind of, he, he, you would think that he'd be, like, you know, like, real, like, aggressive and, like, like, like a lunatic. Like, you might, you might expect, like, a military guy to be because he's chasing these people around. And he's not like that at all. He's, he's calm. He's cool. He's, he's a happy guy. But you know what? When it comes right down to it, when you got to get serious, he, he knows how to get serious. He is, um... Yeah. He is a very spiritual person, spiritual person. Uh, he has an incredible family with uh, beautiful daughters, and his wife is from Laos. You know, uh, you know they're just amazing people. Yeah. And uh, nobody gives better border coverage than Ben Berkwam no. in, in the United States and, and, and in Mexico <laughs> with Oscar L. Blue and our other guys <laughs> yeah, down there. Exactly. Awesome. Risking their lives all yeah. the time. Yeah. I wonder how many times we'll see Harry on the highway make an appearance. Well, you know, Harry and the crew filming Lauren Border got detained by Customs yeah, and Border yes. Protection for yeah, hours. We showed that. Yeah. And that was like a Biden uh, directive, you know, yeah. go harass the press or whatever. But Crazy. Uh, yeah, they held him at gunpoint initially, I think. And uh, pretty extraordinary what's going on, how we're made out to be the bad guys. And they're <laughs> the ones breaking the law. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, like, well, like I said, with the with the clip we just played. Um, you know, with with this MSNBC dude, you know, like, uh, oh, they're bad people. It's like bad people. Since when does somebody not agree with you because we think you're a lunatic and we just say it eloquently or we say it to your face and you don't like it. So all of a sudden you run and hide and be like, oh, my God, they're evil people. We have to we have to hide ourselves from them. But hey, I, if you yeah. want to hide yourself, uh, Hamid, whatever your name is, do it. 
the, the less we see of you, I think the better. Because all you do is infect people with your stupidity and your nonsense. You were going to say, David? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> That's how my day's going today. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, we're tired of being told we're the bad people for being the good yeah, people. Exactly. It's, it's not insane. what I was going to say, but, you know, it's true. Right? It's bizarro world. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. You know, we do have a clip from uh, Ben from, I guess this was last weekend. Uh, interviewing Cash Patel. We might as well play it since we're, we're since we're loving on Ben Burkwam right now. Let's do this. Cut number nineteen. G. Speaking of Real America's Voice, having the best team in the network, we've got the one and only Cash Patel, Real America's Voice News now contributor. So much working with Homeland Security with President Trump. Everything you've done. You look at where we're at now. How bad is it? And and can we even get out of this place now? Well, it's always great to be on the road with my home team, Real America's Voice, but. Um, that's the good news. The bad news is it's bad. Unfortunately, it's going to get a little rougher. Um, I don't think anyone contemplated how bad it would get this fast, but I think what that's doing is causing an urgency at places like this and rallies for America First candidates to show up for Kerry, for Blake, for Abe, for Kelly Cooper and everybody like that because they know you can't go to the polls every two and four years and just mail it in. you got to be out there every day pounding on your issue, education, border, narcotics, law enforcement, whatever it is, pick something. And I think people are starting to realize we have to get engaged, and that's what you see here. And, you know, you look at the issues that we're dealing with here in Arizona, border, obviously that's one of the issues that my, I focus on. We've got election integrity. You've got uh, everything going on with the, the, the injustice department attacking, you know, what, what do you think is most important? And if for the viewers out there that are watching, what do you think the most effective thing that they could do to help help fight the fight? You know, it's simple. It's like what I just said on stage, um, you know, when we were up there with Rick Grinnell. It's, it's, it's the truth. That's literally it. And I know it's such a simple concept, but in this day and age, the fake news mafia, it's impossible, almost impossible to find. Thankfully, we have Real America's Voice crushing it. But we have to get everybody on true free speech platforms like Truth Social to actually find the information. What we're doing to help is what we've always done when I was in Russiagate on. The American people don't like to be told what the truth is. They like to read and see it. So we put together great documentaries like The Plot Against the President or you go to fightwithcash.com. Every document we get from Russiagate to Jan 6, Afghanistan, to the two-tier system of justice you reference is on there. And on our documents, the FBI, the DOJ, because their arrogance is what exposes their corruption because they think they'll never get caught and they think they have the right to execute a two-tier system of justice because right now they're in power. We saw that under President Trump, there were a lot of people, Hillary Clinton never went to prison, you know, a lot of people, we, we chanted lock her up and everything else. Uh, do you think, looking at the, the, the dynamics that we have now, we'll take it back in November, can we actually start seeing some of these indictments going after um, look, I've always said, you know, and I'm the guy that ran the Russiagate investigation, we're never going to get to the, you know, the top top because Clinton and Comey are too smart, they're too evil, right? But we know now, everybody knows, the world knows they did it. And that's a big win for us because when we started the effort, the world was like, you guys are crazy. There's no way McCabe, Strzok, Page, Comey, the DNC, the Hillary campaign hired a foreign asset to hijack our law enforcement and lie to a federal judge. There is, they did it. We got that out there. It's a, it's not the win, but it's a win towards accountability. Where I think the real accountability comes in is when we have the gavels, the majorities in Congress, so we can go continue the mission of getting the documents for the American people. The Judiciary Committee, the Oversight Committee, the Intel Committees can subpoena the documents, can get Chris Ray to testify for days on end if need be, to justify why he's targeting Trump and MAGA proponents in America, why he's falsely labeling us domestic violent extremism, and force him to expose the FBI's documentation that shows they constantly cover up their own corruption.
Cash Patel, everybody. Fightwithcash.com. That's it, guys. Check it out. An honor to stand with you, brother. An honor to be with you. Man, oh, man. Love the Cash Patel. That was some great stuff. And again, you know, now that Cash is part of this network, we'll hopefully uh, effort a, a, to get him on because there is so many things I think we could, we could probably spend two hours with him and still not feel like we covered anything. Because yeah. he, he knows so much. He was, he was there. He yeah. knows exactly what they were dealing with, who was involved. And one thing that, that I think we all lose sight of, when we, when we think about this Russia collusion thing, right, David? Um, and, and Rick, you know this as well, because you know, you've been, you've been, you and I came on to this show at the same time, just when this stuff was starting to really yep. kind of break and, and take off. Is the person that, that is least mentioned, that should be mentioned more, but isn't, and I believe Damon mentioned something. He said, you know, I, I forget exactly because it was so long ago where Obama's name came up. And I, and I remember I said, nothing will ever happen to him because he's a president. And they will do whatever they have to do to protect him because he represents, he was once an office holder. So you would think, okay, you know what? That, that was my take back then. It was a couple of years ago, what have you. Um, but again, when, when you start mentioning Comey and Clinton and Biden, that's the name people leave out is Obama because yep. it was his administration. All these people worked for him. Yeah. He was in that meeting uh, in January where Biden said, why don't we use the, uh, you know, this, this uh, law against uh, Mike Flynn? Yeah. So it all, it, it really comes down to, he was the, maybe he's the big guy when it comes to this one. Uh, I don't know, but, but, you know, but then when you see what they did with Mar-a-Lago with the raid, maybe my prediction is wrong. Maybe he won't be protected because now they can come after presidents, I guess. The, the president has been set that yeah, they can so go after presidents. As Trump point out, pointed out at the last uh, three or four rallies uh, last week in Arizona, Nevada, you know, he said that, you know, George W. Bush had, had documents in a bowling alley that was out of business. And uh, George, you know, uh, Herbert Walker Bush and then George W. Bush had them, I think, in a, in a Chinese restaurant and stored. And, I, I don't and Obama took those. 33 million documents yeah. for a warehouse. And then we know what Hillary did, right? Having 11 IT professionals work on her servers in her basement with, did, that did not have security clearance. Well, there were 109 confidential classified files on the computers. Right. Uh, but, you know, I just want to say Cash Patel has a new book called King Donald. It's a kid's book, and he's right. getting a lot of scrutiny over it. But <clears throat> he's been with Rick Grinnell at the last two rallies. So he spoke before he came up uh, with Ben, uh, with, with Rick Grinnell, or actually right after. And uh, they've been like the dynamic duo at the rallies, and they've been beating the heck out of everybody. So yeah. it's uh, refreshing. I, 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 I'm really looking forward to see if we can get him and maybe Rick Grinnell. Rick Grinnell would be great as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Another name that isn't mentioned at all. And it, I got to credit G with, with putting this name into my head because cut number three, here's someone uh, you may not have thought about recently who was also in charge back then, who may have had, you know, I don't know. All I'm saying is we all know how he feels about, uh, we all found out how he felt about President Trump after he left. Uh, I'm talking about Paul Ryan. Cut number three, G, go. Listen to How this. How do you see the, the Trump factor um, going into this right now? And is it, is, would it dissuade 
any of these other it, candidates. He's going to try and intimidate people out of the race as long as he can. Um, the way I look at running a party based on fear and intimidation ends kind of the way Hemingway talked about bankruptcy. It's gradual and then it's sudden drop. I think people will delay their decisions and they'll wait for somebody else to take the first plunge, to take the ire of Trump, to have him go after that person and try and you know hurt them with MAGA voters. So then they can follow in behind. And so it's sort of a prisoner's dilemma. Yeah. But the person who gets in the race earlier uh, can organize earlier, can sign up supporters earlier, can sign up donors earlier, can get a better jump on it. So it really is a total prisoner's dilemma. And like Carl said, you can always, the one, the one inexhaustible power in politics is ambition. You can count on that. There's a handful of people that are gonna run because it's really the only cycle they can run them. They can't wait till 2028. They've gotta go now if they're ever gonna go and they don't wanna die not ever trying. Yeah. So there's a, you know, a handful of people like that. So plus, I think Trump's unelectability will be palpable by then. So we all know that he will lose, or he's, <laughs> let, let me put it this way. We all know that he's so much more likely to lose the White House than anybody else running for president on our side of the aisle. So why would we want to go with that? So the only reason he stays where he is because everybody's afraid of him. They're afraid of him, you know, going after them, hurting their own ambition. But as soon as you get sort of the herd mentality going, it's it's unstoppable. So I think, I think the fact that he polls so much poorer than anybody else running for president as a Republican against a Democrat is is enough right there. He's going to know this, and so whether he runs or not, I don't really know if it matters. He's <laughs> he not going to be the nominee. I don't think. He doesn't I don't think, think he's going to be the nominee. That's my view, and I think we're on a on a pretty clear straight line trajectory there. It's not like he's going to reverse his impression that suburban voters have on him. <laughs> That's, that cake is baked. Right, right. So I think I think it's going to be somebody other than Trump. The question is, are there so many non-Trump people running that they divide up that vote so much that he gets it, you know, because he gets his 22% or whatever. Like when he beat out That's the one big outstanding right. question. Nominees in the last But I think primary. you'll see enough of a consolidation <laughs> right. in, in the um, primary that that's probably not the case. Uh, and there you jerk. go. Uh, Mitt Romney Jr., He's got 12 supporters, Paul know. Ryan, you know, and, and all these candidates are winning around the United States in the polls that are MAGA. Right. Like, exactly. Give it up. Give it Talk up. about somebody who is out of touch yeah. with the current with the current, uh, you know, uh, pulse of what's going on in the Republican Party, because it's not your Republican Party anymore. Paul exactly. Ryan, you've been replaced. And he's running Fox. Exactly. And maybe he should preserve his documents as well. I'd like to know what he knew back when all this stuff was going down. I'm just saying, these are questions. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. We'll be back. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voices, a Friday night. Man, oh man, this first hour is flying by. Uh, that, that that Paul Ryan clip is, uh, man, that is telling. That is that is deep state right there, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I mean, how could you call yourself a Republican? No, exactly. How, how could you? Uh, don't even get me started. I used to like that guy. 
I'm I'm so disappointed in myself that I didn't see. Well, you know what? It was way back in 2012. When yeah, I first, and he had this. Yeah, I used to like him story. too. Right. Yeah, yeah I liked him too story. in the beginning. Yeah, his father died at 16. He right. works out yeah. every day in the Capitol Hill gym. He's super fit, going to save America. And yeah. then he turned out to be a. Thought it was a nice Irish boy. Turns out he's a jackass. Right. You know, whatever. You said it, not me. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. Uh, enough about us. Let's kick it over to Slick Rick, who's got some sports. What do you got going on there, Rick? Well, we got some sad news in the Major League Baseball world. Hall of Fame pitcher Bruce Suda passed away at the age of 69 today. This is from Adam Gretz of Yard Barker. Bruce Suda, one of the most dominant relief pitchers in Major League Baseball victory, died at the age of 69. The St. Louis Cardinals announced on Friday. Suda p- spent 12 years in the Major Leagues with the Cardinals, Chicago Cubs, and Atlanta Braves, compiling a 68. 71 record to go with 300 saves and a 2.83 career ERA. His win-loss record wasn't that impressive, but the 300 saves, and that's the way it is with relief pitchers. Right, exactly. They come in in all kinds of difficult situations, but that's still incredible, and uh, he ended up in the uh, Hall of Fame. He was ducted in the 2006 class, and um, he led the league in uh, saves five different times, including four years in a row between 79 and 82. I actually remember him when I was a kid, and while also having four other years where he finished in the top six. He also won the 1979 Cy Young Award for a relief pitcher. That's incredible. So, just an absolute great pitcher and uh, passed away at 69. No cause of death. I don't see anything on here, which is, seems to be everybody observes their privacy when they pass away nowadays. Right. It's just very strange how that goes down, but yeah, um, yeah the great Bruce Suda has passed away. And uh, a little bit of NHL, we know opened up this week. Hockey, of course, the Islanders lost last night 3-1. to one. UBS, you barely score arena, and the Islanders, what they do? They scored one goal, which is Bailey scoring. Uh, Rangers look good, though. They won last night 7-3 to in Minnesota. So Rangers off to a nice 2-0 and start. But the uh, Kings fan left bloodied with broken nose by puck before season opener. This is from Zach, Was- Zach Wasink of Yard Barker. A Los Angeles Kings season ticket holder had a, literal, uh, had a little injury uh, added to the insult of missing Tuesday's campaign opening 4-3 to loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. As explained by TMZ Sports and Justin Tash of the New York Post, a Kings fan named Jeremy Aronson attempted to attend Tuesday's contest at Crypto.com Arena, along with his 11-year-old son before he took a puck to his forehead and nose while hosts were warming up. Uh, Emerson uh, was transported to a local medical facility where his son stayed behind to catch the action with friends, and the victim of the uh, of the sales shot told TMZ he suffered a broken nose to go along with a cut on his forehead. Aronson later noted that nobody within the Kings checked on him following the incident. Tash reported on Thursday afternoon that a King spokesman says the club reached out to the Aronson on Wednesday and was able to connect with him. It is unclear exactly what the Kings plan to do for the engine, Harrison, who lived uh, lived up to a hockey guy status by watching a portion of Tuesday's game on his phone during the ambulance ride. Aronson will require additional treatment from a nose specialist once the swelling goes down. So, boy, what a way to take a puck in the face. I mean, with all the netting and glass, I guess he was just in a right angle there, maybe, you know, off the blue line and puck got, a straight puck got deflected and, boy, I've taken a puck to the face and uh, Have you? it hurts. I got a lot of great stories about hockey <laughs> pucks and stitches. Um, and that's a wrap in sports, Rick. All right. Well, I thank used you, to Rick. have uh, Bruce Suter's all-star cards in the 80s. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, like every year, 81, 85. Yeah. Great player. Great. Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think I've got like all these old baseball cards still stored at my mom's. Yeah. I should probably go check. I probably got a Bruce Suter or two in there. She probably threw them out. I had like <laughs> yeah, she 4, probably did. She's like, cards. Get this crap out of here. I had like 4,000 cards, and, and uh, we had a puff back in our home uh furnace and uh all got destroyed really oh, oh. yeah so yeah if, if people are uh 
If they don't know what a puffback is, that, that's like a northeast kind of thing when you turn your heater on for oh. the first time. Yeah, your oil furnace. Yeah. Um, if it's not clean, it could right, clog up. Clean, and boom, start a fire, and, oh, and yeah. next thing you know, your 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 house burns down. So. Soot city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what that's what. Thank you for bringing that up, David. Puffback. I haven't heard that term. <laughs> I haven't heard that term in a little while. It gives gives Rick other thoughts. I'm I thought that was an there. early '90s rapper. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, because we were talking about um, last night. We were talking about the whole, you know, um, this transgender stuff, and they're trying to sexualize kids. And and of course, we played Ronnie the Rat at the open. Um, you know, rapping about uh, you know transgender and trans species stuff. Well, here's a mom. Uh, out of California. Um, she got wind of some things that they were up to in the school, and she decided to approach the school board. Check this out. It's the Encinitas Union School District, uh, as the mom calls them out on their promoting a drag. Because now drag queens are all the big are all the big rage for elementary schools. Yeah. yeah. Drag queens. A show. Yeah. Drag shows. So check this out. Cut number 11, G. Go. I just want to know what it is uh, that makes a drag show family friendly. Because if you follow it to its logical conclusion, you can slap family friendly titles on anything. You can have family friendly gentlemen's clubs, family friendly strip shows, family friendly Fifty Shades of Grey read alouds. Will you appro- approve my flyer if I want to host in all the sex secrets of the Kama Sutra for kids and families? If it's family friendly? That's my question. Wow. Come on. Uh, what is it about a grown man? And I honestly, sincerely, as a woman, mean this. What is it about a grown man costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out a leather miniskirt barely covering his twerking ass with tuck tape on his front while spreading his fishnetted legs as he writhes on the ground, <laughs> grinding his groin next to a minor, mm, family-friendly. You owe us an answer. No. And you know, you don't get to hide by just taking something down off Peachtree and calling it a day. You owe an explanation right. and an apology. child porn with sex trafficking you a little school district board of adults made the decision to feature an event to hypersexualize young children do you want to know that the word that defines that it's groomer you all played the activist pimp for an aligned surgical center and for a 21 plus gay bar it makes you groomers and activist pimps and we won't have those sitting on a school board who oversees the education of our children. You all stepped out of line. You should be ashamed. There is nothing loving. There is nothing. Let's unite and include. Because the logical conclusion of that is you end up in diabolical evil. There are boundaries. And you don't slap family-friendly titles on stuff to cover your ass. Wow. So awesome. Fire. So awesome. And, you know, this was called the Boo Bash to be held on October 29th. From 11 a.m. in the morning to 2 p.m., the queerest free Halloween party for youth and families. That's the title of it. But it's family friendly. (laughs) Can't. Which is what we call this show family friendly. Um, but we are <laughs> right. We are. Uh, I don't. I, uh, let's face it. I don't think uh, we're going to be say, uh, seeing David Zier grinding on the floor anytime soon, unless he trips on on a wire walking by. 
Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but but she's so right because you know what? Just because you put something, it's like it's like, it reminds me of that scene out of uh, what do you call it? Talladega Nights. Uh, Ricky Bobby, funny moment where, where he insults the owner, and he goes. I said, I said, with all due respect, and the owner's like, yeah, but just because you say with all due respect, it doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want. And he's like, yes, it does, with all due respect. So, so she has a great point, because just because you wrote, oh, it's family friendly, it still doesn't take away the fact that this is, this is pornographic material for a minor. Listen, there's a lot going on in the minds of a pre-adolescent kid oh, yeah. at 9 to 12 to 14 at being hypersexualized already on TV and the internet. There's a lot going on in there. And, and to have this and make it acceptable uh, is, is just criminal. These yeah. people are criminal. Wow. It, it's insane. And again, to think that they can just slap a and she's right, to cover your butt, to make sure that you can't get in trouble. Well, we, we said it was family friendly. It means everybody can come along. Oh, okay. Ugh, disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, Nancy Pelosi's going to make an appearance next uh, next break. Yeah, we'll do some of her. We'll we'll check in with uh, President Trump what he had to say about the subpoena. We'll do some Tudor Dixon. We got a whole lot coming up. Stay there. Live from Studio Six B, Real America's Voice. We'll be back. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice Friday night, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 470, Samsung TV Plus, Channel 1029, and of course, follow us on all the socials. Make sure you share the show as well. Like it, and share it, and you never know, somebody somebody might see it for the first time and be like, oh, let me check this out. And then we have a new fan, and we have a new friend in the chat. Uh, I'm talking about the Getter chat, so if you jump over to Getter, go to Real AM Voice. You can jump into the chat, watch the show there, and uh, join the family and see how we can pump these numbers up and beat those algorithms. And again, we appreciate you guys spending your time with us on a Friday night. David Zier is here doing news. David, how are you? I'm great. Ray Epps appears in Pelosi's new video out. Does he? Propaganda video. Yeah, waving people up to come and insult the Capitol. All right. So we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Slick Rick, how are things over in the sports world? All right, Rick. Well, we got a lot coming up yet, so we'll uh, we'll get to sports tonight. We got to talk a little bit about baseball, and fortunately, that was that unfortunate passing that we reported on the first hour with Suda. And uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. We got to talk about Jake Paul. The pay per view numbers they're out. The price is out. So we'll get into that too. Big fight coming up with Anderson Silva at the end of the month. Yeah, so we got a lot to cover and a lot to get to. We got a lot of clips we want to still uh, work in uh, before the end of the show. So let's get to it because if you're watching just uh, just before the break in the first hour, I mentioned Nancy Pelosi was going to make a, make an appearance and you mentioned uh, Ray Epps, one of her buddies, one of her, uh, one of her hired helpers, her henchmen, um, made an appearance, I guess. Where, where was he? Well, she guest stars in Pelosi's new CNN uh, propaganda piece on January 6th, but he appears in a hundred different videos enticing people to come and assault the Capitol. And he was doing it the night before, looking for volunteers. 
No doubt he was an informant while grandma's with cancer sit in jail, January 6th jail, right. you know, wanting to go to Gitmo because it's the better conditions for Al Qaeda than there is for our own American families in a Washington jail yeah. that only two congressmen have ever visited, including Marjorie Taylor Greene and um, and um, from Texas. Um, oh my, uh, I, I escape, he's escaping my Louis uh, Gomer. You know, so yeah, it's very sad what's going on. It's insane. It, it's crazy. But but you know, you mentioned uh, Nancy Pelosi. You mentioned January sixth. Well, check this out. Previously unreleased video um, from that day of the. Uh, I don't know what you want. To call yeah, it. she happened to have a film crew yeah. in her office. Oh, it, it's kind of sure. weird. You watch it and you make your own determination. Cut number one, G. <laughs> Pelosi later seen reacting to Trump's speech. You can see them marching up. And the rioters making their way towards the Capitol. Rioters. Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. So at the moment, he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes, I'm going to punch him out. This is my mom. I would pay to see them. I'm waiting for this. For trespassing on the Capitol grounds. I'm going to punch him out and I'm going to go to jail and I'm going to be happy. So, wait. So, <laughs> so there she is, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, threatening violence yeah. against the sitting president. Threatening violence. It's on film. Um, but as David pointed out, kind of weird. They had her, they had her all all ready to go with a film crew and and everything. It it, 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 yeah. it just seems a little odd. It was almost like they were prepared for something like well, this, doesn't it? Leaves it leaves out the fact that Trump said march peacefully and patriotically over to the Capitol because there was a plan. Stop the steel process protest. There was nothing wrong with that. Right. And the defense Department of Defense timeline shows. According to Trump's statement yesterday, the National Guard troops could have easily been president at present at the Capitol before if they thought there was going to be a problem. Yes. And he authorized the recommendation of the and the request. Uh, there was a wholesale refusal by D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who's the second worst mayor in the United States next to Adams in New York. Um, so, and they report to Nancy Pelosi, she had every opportunity to have increased security presence and who opened the 20,000 pound doors and let all these people into the Capitol and who was the guy who removed the horse and let everybody pass the point. Right. And, uh, who were the phonies that had the gallows for Mike Pence on the steps? Those were not Trump supporters bringing gallows no. to the, uh, no. Capitol. Sorry, people didn't happen. Um, so yeah, so Trump said he wants to be have these, uh, you know, when he's in front of the J6 committee televised so the American people can see it. You know, that would be that would be wonderful. Oh, my God. He will hand them their butts on a silver platter because and we know it's not going to happen, which is from what I understand. And you listen to certain people talk about this stuff. They knew they were never going to be able to get him up there anyway, which is why they did it now, because they know they're going to run out of time uh, for him to actually get up there. Yeah. So they figured it's all just for show. It's to grab the headline. It's and to change. It's to change the. Uh, it's to change the narrative. Oh my God! People are still finding out that their uh, that inflation is rising. The numbers just came out. Biden's an idiot. We're we're going down the tubes. Hey, let's. Uh, we need some red meat. Let, let's get them the shiny object so the mainstream media can chase it. And this is it. Yeah, and Trump said, "Why the failure to act to use this ready force if there was really a threat that wasn't uh, manufactured? You know, even though you know there was some bad actors. You know, despite television ratings, Trump went on to say the on-select committee had perpetuated a show trial 
likes of one the country has never seen before. And just really quick, he said, there's no due process. Right. There's no cross-examination, no real Republican members on the committee, and no legitimacy when you talk about even questioning, and to paraphrase Trump, election fraud, and not calling up the troops. It's the witch hunt of a highest level. A continuation has been going on. What has yeah. been going on? And what's amazing is that now we're finding out that that footage that you saw that we played, uh, that was filmed by Alexandra Pelosi. Oh, <laughs> well, she's a documentary odd? filmmaker. Right. Now, yeah. why would she be there? Because she, on such she's a day a, like this, yeah, it's well, almost like they were prepared for something. They like were. This it was, and it was an lunch. extraordinary day, and there were probably more Trump supporters there than at any rally times uh, ten. You know that day at least. You know maybe twenty. Uh, it was a historic day. Yeah, uh, and then but, we then we also find out, and this is coming from the Gateway Pundit, that not only was Nancy's daughter Alexandra doing that footage, but her son-in-law was outside filming outside as well i wonder why he was there why was he filming doesn't he have something better to do doesn't he have a job or or is his job just following his uh his wife and his mother-in-law around like a lap dog just doing whatever they tell him to do this is the test of these elections in three weeks when these people come in in january and take over the house and take over the u.s senate if they're not going to go back and dismantle yes. this whole charade then we are done as a country. Right. Yeah. And, and especially when we, when we play that clip of Paul Ryan, if we have anybody acting or sounding like him, they need to step down. It, we just can't have it. If we're trying to get justice, if we're trying to get things uncovered, and as painful as it's going to be, because everybody's like, oh, for the good of the country. You know what? We're past the good of the country part. Just get it done. It's better if you rip the Band-Aid off and deal with the pain than sitting there trying to figure out a way how to not make this painful and how to make it palatable, yeah. make it so everybody's happy, blah, 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 blah. It's not going to happen. And how do they make it, you know, as, as a Republican and these Republicans, you know, we know Kinziger's a fraud. Oh. Paul Ryan had some hope at one point, like we were talking in 2012. Well, that's know. because we didn't know. Yeah, right. well, we didn't know, but he was, uh, you know, I think he's been turned uh, even more to the left. Um, my, my point was, is that uh, how could he not give Trump credit for anything? The best economy in the history of the world, the most energy production, strategic energy dominance, you know, all the things and regulations yep. and, and, and all the things that he did and stocking the federal courts where Republican judges, they can't say one good thing about him ever. That's exactly why they can't, because he was able to do all that. And they've been there for decades and they didn't get anything done. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. that they couldn't. It's that they wouldn't. And that's and that's another thing that that we've learned from the Trump presidency is he's exposing all the things that should have been done and could have been done. They just didn't want to do them. I mean, a perfect example back when I think it was, uh, I want to say it was August of 2020 when Trump said, you know what? I'm going to make you an offer on DACA and give you double the number. I think it was over double the yeah. number. They wanted 800,000. He offered them 18 or 19, yep. uh, 1.8 or 1.9 million people to to get, you know, uh, uh, oh, yeah. uh, whatever, uh, legalized through DACA. He yeah. was going to do that. And what did the Democrats do? No! Oh, no, 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 no. You can, we can't have that because that takes that problem off the table. And despite and if them, we can't if we can't beat you with it, 
then then it's useless for us to do anything. And he was still able to close 86% of the traffic at the border by his incredible negotiations with the president of Mexico and having them put 20,000 troops on the border. I was down in El Paso in Sunland Park, Mexico. The first week, those Mexican troops were on the border. They weren't doing that much, but the presence and the, and the asylum policy was being challenged. And you know only half the national cases in federal court are being... Um, before the courts are being um, held compared to when Trump was president. Only half of the, you know, um, you know, um, deportation hearings and stuff Mm -hmm. are are going on. So, you know, because it didn't fit with their invasion narrative that the fix is in. The fix has always been in. Uh, Julie Kelly on Twitter, she's got some great stuff on this. She's got a great thread thread on this where she she just writes, holy S, they're actually admitting it was all staged. Also notable, this is the first time off-limits Nancy Pelosi, the official primarily, primarily responsible for protecting the Capitol, like David said, has made a cameo at the J6 committee with her performance. As a professional photographer, filmmakers allowed at Fort McNair, with Strange. the secured location where congressional leaders were evacuated to that afternoon? Wonder who would know. She also wrote, never mind all the skipped over moments of footage, like when police started launching flashbangs into a crowd a uh, little after 1 p.m., you know, while Trump was still speaking yeah. at 1 p.m. You decide how authentic this appears. Um, and there's another clip. Uh, I guess seven minutes, it looks like, that CNN is going to run, or they have run. And she also writes here, don't forget that Pelosi's son-in-law, Alexander's husband, was also on the scene that day, filming out in front. So, there's a lot more. You know what? Yeah. Uh, Okay. If if I were Trump, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? What's a good day to do this? Uh, Let me show, let me pick a good day to show up and just give them a list of days. Yeah. Because they they can't say no to all of them. There's got to be one day where they're going to be like, I guess we got to do this. You know? Can't sleep at night. These people are terrible. By the way, uh, Robbie Coltrane died from who played yes. Hagrid in Harry Potter. Yeah, great actor. Yeah, seventy-two. Mm. <clears throat> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's but, love Robbie Coltrane. He I was in a couple of Bond movies. Yes, he was. I remember. I think he was with uh, Pierce Brosnan, right? Yeah, he played an arms dealer. Yes. All right, uh, we got to take a quick break. Do we have time for the LOLG? Yeah, let's go. No, we don't. Ah, all right, we'll come out of the break with it. How about that? That sounds good. Cool. We've also got uh, we got to rehab. We, we got to recap the Tudor Dixon. Um, I guess she took her down pretty good, right? Well, according to uh, yeah, according to uh, Nolan Finley from the Detroit News, who I don't think is a conservative, he said that uh, you know Gretchen Whitmer had a had a, a real test against Tudor Dixon, and she didn't buckle Tudor. It was a first woman to woman match, and she remained standing. She took the fight to the governor. She was prepared and poised, and never once seen. And here's a guy who wrote an op-ed two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that Christina Caramo and uh, can't win, and that the uh, Matt DiPerno can't win, and that Tudor can't win. So right. it was pretty impressive. So we'll get to some of that. We got some sports. We got the LOL of the day, which you will enjoy. And we got a whole lot more. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Friday night. Stay there.
Friday Night Blues. So as you head into the weekend, you can think about the recession we're in. Don't, don't, don't let the uh, politicians lie to you and say, well, there might be one next year. It'll be a small one. No, we're in it right now. And last time this happened, stocks literally went to zero. We're talking big names like Washington Mutual, uh, Lehrman Brothers, Chrysler, multi-blue chip companies and stocks with little or no value. And it happened almost overnight. Could it happen again? Well, of course it could. Let's face it. Uh, it's something that we've, we've seen happen. If it happened once, it can happen again. And if it did, are you protected? So why not own something that's never been valued at zero? I'm talking about gold. Historically, your best hedge against inflation, which is... As we speak, rising like a hockey stick as more of those numbers continue to pour out. We see where it's going. The savviest Americans are diversifying their savings to protect them from the downturns in the market, from global instability, which we're seeing all over the place, to increased national debt and a devaluing of the dollar. Chances are you're looking for a way to diversify as well. Well, here's how you get started. Very simple. All you've got to do is text America to 989898, and Birch Gold's going to send you a free information kit on diversifying into gold. And check this out. The best two words in the English language, tax-free. Watch me. Tax-free. Uh, in fact, even if you have a 401k or an IRA that's underperforming, you can convert that into an IRA into precious metals. Again, it's very simple. Text America to 989898 for your free information kit from Birch Gold. It'll teach you how to hedge against inflation, protect your hard-earned money, and get your free information. And it all starts with a simple text on your phone. Grab it. Type it in. America to 989898. And uh, if you text them today, Birch Gold will get you that kit in just a matter of days, and you can start learning what you need to do to hedge against inflation with hard assets, especially gold. All right. Man, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we were talking about the, uh, the J6 thing, and, and, you know, you think about where we were. You know, now it's coming up. It's what, 18 months? 18 months? Yeah. And how much this country has changed in 18 months? It's, 20, it's, it's 21 months. 21 months? 22 months. Ugh. 21. And you see how much wow. things have changed. It's insane. Totally. And, you know, you, you, you were talking about the, uh, the Tudor Dixon stuff. We'll get to her clips in just a little bit. But, I mean, this, these are the changes that we're talking about that have to happen in this country. If we want to recover... Yeah, Michigan, you know, is is a tough thing. We got the attorney general, secretary of state, and the governor's race. Every com- every candidate is behind, you know, according um, to their polls. Yeah, according to their polls, but they're down significantly. So we'll see if Tudor can close the gap. The uh, a- the uh, American Greatness poll had her even, but the Detroit Free Press had her down sixteen points two weeks ago and down eleven points yesterday. Um, there's a couple of polls that show her only back four. You know, so uh, and again, I think that's skewed. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Matt DiPerno and, and Christine Caramo were down uh, back as much as 17 points a few weeks ago. So I think they've gained a lot of ground, but it's going to be a real uphill battle. I don't know why these people think that what Whitmer did was a good thing to that state. Uh, she destroyed the lives of people and totally. killed 15,000 seniors. Yeah. Why, how is this acceptable to well, the people well, of Michigan? That, that's like in Pennsylvania. How is Fetterman? How does he even get one vote? I mean, we played those clips yesterday. It's got and- AFL-CIO, the teachers, yeah, big go. labor. That's it. Check, check, check. 
it's but it's amazing because somehow you know he's got all these uh he's got all these people supporting him meanwhile just because the reporter uh dasha burns points out that during their conversation before things started getting taped um she and her crew thought he he doesn't understand what we're talking about and this was just this was just an innocent conversation you know, this is this is stuff that everybody does. Anytime before a camera comes on, you have some, some small talk, you, you gibber that, jabber that. Hey, what do you want to cover? All right, great. How's the family? Very good. Thank you very much. How'd you, how was your ride over? Did they get you everything? Yeah, everything's cool. We'll get started in a few minutes. Is that a good angle? You know, they, they do all that stuff. Yeah, but they won't release the real results for his health. Well, well aside from that, yeah. but they do all that stuff. And just because she's commenting on that, on yeah. that, that side conversation that was never going to be public anyway, just because she was like, you know what, I observed and our crew observed, he didn't understand what we were talking about. She's the enemy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he should have stepped down and let someone run in his place, uh, you know, when he had the stroke. You yeah. know, it's not fair to the citizens of Pennsylvania who are Democrats. Who and and what's crazy? You want to hear, hear something crazy? All right. Uh, Biden and Fetterman. <laughs> Check this out. President Biden and Pennsylvania Democratic Senate uh, candidate John Fetterman are drawing questions about their fitness for office ahead of a joint campaign appearance. They're putting them two together. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're putting them together on the It's almost like it, maybe they'll cancel each other out and both disappear. <laughs> You know, it's like it's like oh. a Dr. Seuss book. You like the two the two guys. You know, it's like the two uh, Dumblenits or something right. talking. Right. You know, thing one, thing two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no one will know what the hell they're talking about. They're putting them on the same stage. <laughs> that would be something. One leg, two legs, two socks. <laughs> Crazy <blue>. down. <laughs> We're gonna change Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm watching that. Yeah, that's you, crazy, you got man. you got to watch that because because first off, Fetterman needs the closed captioning just to understand what people are saying because he can't hear he can't his brain doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah, yeah. and Joe's his brain doesn't work that way anymore because everything has to be written out for him. <laughs> Biden so, will be like, we got to protect the ring neck trousel snouts and the you know. So whatever, show, what the hell he's what, talking what's going to be great is that it, if Joe's going to be looking at at his screen at Fetterman's screen and Fetterman's screen is going to have all the stuff that people are saying to him and he's just going to be reading it right back to That's him. He's going to be hilarious. He'll regurgitate. This will be great. Joe will say, "Hey, Mr. Fetterman, how are you? Great to see you." And then he'll read and be like, "Hey, Mr. Two Fetterman." Two second delay. Uh, yeah, exactly. This, they're going to cancel each other. This is going to be... I'm getting the popcorn. Must-see TV. Must-see TV is television. Right. <laughs> All right. Slick Rick, what do you got with sports? All right. Let's get back to the Friday Night Rodeo. Rick, come on now. Ram Prairie Circuit Finals. Duncan, Oklahoma. We love Oklahoma. Great state. Stevens County Expo Center going on this weekend. Bareback right now. Round one. Colt Eck. What the heck? 81 and a half points on New Frontier Rodeo's Law Dog. And steer wrestling, Brigger Anderson, 3.9 seconds, 1926 pickup there. Team roping, Andrew Ward and Buddy Hawkins the second, 4.4 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Terrell Larson, 82 and a half points. And tie down roping, Jerry, Jerry Admonson, 8.2 seconds. Barrel racing, Emily Griffin, 16.35. Steer wrestling, uh, steer roping, rather, excuse me. First, first round, Blake Deckard, 11 and a half seconds. Second round was Rocky Patterson, 11.4 seconds. And uh, bull riding, we got, uh, let's see, we got a tie there. Fulton, uh, uh, Fulton Rutland on McCoy Rodeo's homegrown. And also we have.
have Trey Holston on Logan. Uh, Trey Holston on Trey Holston. So I um, got that one up there. Was and he the riding total another pay- cowboy? What is that? No, yeah, Trey Holston. You know what? The, it's Family screen. friendly, Rick. Exactly, it is right. No, no, McCoy's home, homegrown on homegrown, and that's it. That's a wrap and rodeo. One hundred twenty-three thousand nine hundred fifty-one dollars. It's an odd printout on PRCA. Brought to you by Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, and that's their report on that. So rodeo, and then one more thing, Rick, real quick. Uh, let's see, we got in the thirty-nine. Yeah, okay. Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Pay-per-view price revealed. Nolan King, Yahoo Sports. The upcoming boxing match between YouTuber Jake Paul and former UFC middleweight champion Anderson Silva now is a price point. According to a point-of-purchase website launched Thursday, the Showtime pay-per-view event will run buyers $59.99. No additional Showtime subscription purchases necessary. The event takes place Saturday, October 29th at Footprint Center in Phoenix. The main card is at 9 p.m. Also features a bout between former NFL standout Le'Veon Bell, the old Pittsburgh Steelers running back and former UFC middleweight contender Uriah Hall. So that should be a very good card. $59.99, Jake Paul. That's a wrap in sports, Rick. Back to you. All right. Thank you, Rick. And uh, we'll come back. We'll do one more sports segment before the end of the show. We do have those clips from Tudor Dixon I want to get to. One also send out our, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. We haven't talked about it, the Raleigh uh, mass shooting that happened yesterday, last evening. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. They've identified the killer. Some 15-year-old kid uh, killed his older brother and four other people. Just a sad, sad state of affairs of what is happening uh, in this country. We'll be back. Stay there. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us as the weekend is quickly approaching. For many of us, it's already started. Uh, so if that's you, enjoy. Nice. Uh, what were we just talking about? We were talking about Raleigh. Um, not sure if you guys saw a lot of this because it's it's one of those unfolding stories where they knew it was a young person. That, that young person has been identified. Uh, turns out he shot, uh, he killed five people. Um, killing his older brother as well. And I feel like that was, I mean, usually when something like that happens, usually that was the person that he was really focusing in on, and maybe the others are kind of collateral. I don't know. Because why would you, you know, shoot your own family member, your own brother, who you're, you're maybe a year or two difference in age, unless there was something between them? I don't know. It's it's a sad story all the way around down in uh, North Carolina. So we send them send them our best, and of course through the uh, Bristol police in Connecticut, who also suffered uh, yesterday as well. It's just you know, but Biden politicizes it, right? Well, yeah. So they you know, you, you got you got a lot of white people shot, and all of a sudden, you know, it's a assault weapons ban. But, you know, like a thousand people have been shot across the country in the last week and, you know, uh, inner city gang crime. And, 
you know, uh, it's it's just uh, ridiculous. Yeah, you know, totally. That they make a spectacle of it, and and it's horrible. It's horrible. And, and you know, like you said, unfortunately, the the left loves to politicize this stuff. Try and get some policy. You know, let's grab the guns now. And we heard Biden say it last uh, earlier this week. I'm coming for the gun. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get that, that AR-15 ban. <laughs> um, it, it's just sickening because it's these are the things that. If you really, if you look at it, if you look at the, if you look at the numbers, if you look at what the FBI statistics are, you would know right away, like, well, that's not really the problem, is it? No, they don't want to admit what the problem is, but it, it's the shiny thing in, it's that shiny object, the low hanging fruit. Let's, let's try and make something of this. That's not really there. Yeah. And, and, and if we addressed our problems, you know, kids on prescribed drugs and Adderall and all this garbage out there, you know, and if you, you, you cleaned up the television and the access of children to things, you know, and, you know, if you address the real crime, there would be room to have that conversation. Right. But you can't have the conversation at all in any way unless it's like a white shooter. Right. Or, right. you know, it, and it's, there's a big double standard going on. And, um, you know. We, we can't address these problems without fixing the real problems, you yeah. know, and, and one of those real problems is the leadership on the left who, you know, they're in. They're all in for the cashless bail around the country. Yeah. They're all in for let's open up the jails. Let's let people out. They're all in for making us live in in in, in you know, bizarro world. Um, without any consequences, thinking, well, the, you know, no, everybody will be great. No, there's no consequences to our stupid, stupid ideas. The Axe uh, assailant in McDonald's in New York City not only was arrested a week later and released, but he's been arrested again. And uh, yeah. yes, he's arrested three times in two weeks and he's not sitting in jail. It's yeah. incredible. And then you tie into that the, the, the pandemic response and, and the things that they did throughout throughout that time. Um, and, and from what I'm reading here, I guess uh, I guess Biden is up to it again real quick before we get to this. Uh, the Tudor Dixon clip talking about the pandemic, as a matter of fact. Um, let's see. Where did I see this headline? There it is. Biden renews COVID emergency for 90 days. After saying COVID ended before his COVID czar said pandemic is not over. So he's out there again, reversing course. Why do they do this? Because they're trying to control the election. It's an election ploy. And as a matter of fact, when you talk about the pandemic, Tudor Dixon addressed this last night when she was facing off with Governor Whitmer. Cut number five, G, go. Well, the governor wants you to believe that she did listen to the experts. But we have the letter from the Nursing Home Association that said, whatever you do, don't send COVID positive patients into nursing homes. And yet the governor did. When Andrew Cuomo even backed off of this, Governor Whitmer doubled down. She even tried to hide the final report of the numbers of how many deaths we had. In fact, she's tried to hide a lot from this pandemic. She tried to hide, or she did hide effectively, why her Department of Health and Human Services director left. In fact, she even paid him off with a secrecy agreement. The same with unemployment. What a debacle to have eight and a half billion dollars fraudulently sent out. Now I've got people bringing bills from the state up to me, begging me to forgive the unemployment that she's trying to get out back because she accidentally sent eight and a half billion out. And what about our students that she kept locked out of schools and wouldn't listen to parents when they begged her to let them play? Let them play. She wouldn't even listen. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. 
He's good. You know, all these debates for governor, they're putting the Dems on the ropes. Well, everywhere. All they're doing is pointing out what they've done. Yeah. And, 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 you know, their hair's on fire because, oh, my, how dare you point out that I'm, I'm a terrible human being? Uh, Tudor wasn't done. She calls her out on the uh, energy and the pipeline as well. Cut six. When we talk about inflation, you should ask the governor where she stands on line five and your gas prices, because she has made it very clear that she wants to shut down line five and will do anything to do so. Even though Joe Biden says no, she's still trying to shut down line five today. Line five would raise the cost to heat your home. It would raise the price to fly out of our Detroit airport in a time we need economic development. And it would raise the cost of gas for your car. She doesn't care about money in your pocket. She likes the political benefit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we all saw it on display. I mean, she was she was all over the TV, you know, trying to trying to pump herself up as some some great savior, much like Cuomo, you know? Yep. Yeah. The, the most um, authoritarian lockdowns, you know, couldn't buy paint. You, you could use a, a, a motorboat, but you couldn't use a canoe. She's partying up in the Upper Peninsula with her husband and yeah. her family, with 30 cars outside the house while everybody else couldn't have people over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, her, her husband got busted going up to their, their, their lake house when everybody else was shut down. You have this trifecta of white, middle-aged, uh, PO'd liberals at running for secretary of state or, and, and who are the secretary of state, the attorney general, and the governor right now. And uh, for some reason, all three levels have contempt for the American people, and they might get reelected. It's so and that's weird. the that's the crazy it's part. So weird. They're all lunatics. Yeah. You got to see that lunacy on display for four years, and, and under stressful circumstances. You know, you, you consider the pandemic when people are locked down, and then you look to your leaders to say, "Okay, lead us. Show us. You know how how this is supposed to be done." And they're off, you know, they're doing their own thing. They're, they're making sure that you, you have nothing while they have everything. It's, it's rules for thee, not but for me. you got to remember, the GOP has been outspent 22 to 1 in the state of Michigan. And the GOP has not been there for Tudor the way they should, in my opinion. I'm not speaking for her. Um, and, and for these other races. And they've made a lot of inside deals with Gretchen Whitmer, like $6.5 billion dollars for the Intel plants, bringing back GM and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, plans that I studied when I was in Michigan about, you know, the, the, uh, the deals that Whitmer's made with them. So yeah. uh, Whitmer would be, gov- I mean, Tudor Dixon would be governor hands down if yeah. the GOP was more If they were even inclined. paid attention. Right. I, th- I think so. Exactly. Let's go to cut number seven. Here she calls her out on voting. I want to remind you that she has vetoed more bills than any governor in the last 70 years. So when she has sat up here and talked about her bipartisan willingness to work with people, do not be deceived. This is a woman who shut down the state and had to have her powers, her powers removed by the Supreme Court. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Remember, she's emergency. The, yeah, they stripped powers. her of her emergency powers because she was a lunatic. I have no words. Amazing, amazing. No, we're we're gonna save that, G, for the next for the next break. Um, let's do this last one with Tudor. She's speaking to the uh, to the audience real quick after the debate. 
We see parents across the state that are rising up and saying they want a voice in their child's education, and I stand with them. I will make sure that every parent has input and, and decision-making power in their child's education. Also, we see people that are concerned about crime. They're feeling crime in areas they've never felt before. We support our law enforcement, and we will make sure they are never defunded. And also, economic development. We want to make sure we're vetting out the people that we're bringing to the state and making sure that we're doing the best for people, but also putting money back into the pockets of the the middle class. In Michigan, we are in the top 10 for taxes on the middle class. This governor has had several options to put money back into the pockets of people, and she's vetoed that every time. Peter, you mentioned that this debate was going to be critical for you to get your, your name out there, your positions out there, but also another critical piece of a debate is showing people that you can win the race. Do you think that this is going to increase your funding based on the performance of your debate tonight? Uh, I believe that we were strong, and I'm sure that the people of Michigan will believe that as well. If Proposal 3 does not um, pass on the ballot, um, would you want to make any changes to Michigan's 1931 abortion ban? Well, if it doesn't pass, we already know that the judge has ruled in this case and says... All right, so, so that's her just talking to the media afterwards. Um, not sure if there's another really good question in there, G. That we should wait for. You know, Rick. Um, I just want to point it out. Uh, point out that Tudor has this great plan to give a billion dollars back to the police in Michigan, and she also has a great education agenda. She has this like five or six point education plan. Um, it's really hard hitting. That parents need to know the curriculum of the stuff their kids are learning right. at transparency in the schools. It's really phenomenal. She doesn't get credit in the media for it. Now, now is any of that stuff family friendly? Does it include? Uh... <laughs> well, I think everything Tudor does is family friendly. All She's right. a terrific mother of yes. two, two beautiful twins and th four daughters, I believe, and four kids and a spectacular woman. Yeah. And again, it's all about leadership. You know, we need the right people in place to kind of fix the problems. And, you know, I take you back to the, the, that first clip from the uh, the dude from MSNBC who was talking to Saki. I think his name was uh, Hamid or something like that, um, where he thinks we're terrible people. Yeah, terrible people. people. Me people. Meanwhile, look at all that they've done. Their resume is right there for you to see, but they want you to think. That we're terrible people. You want to talk about terrible people? Talk about, uh, let's Saki. talk about the LOL of the, uh, LOL of the day. How about that? That's what I'm talking about. Terrible people. Here's a, here that is. Check it out. You gotta be kidding me. Look at this. Let me ring you in right now. Do I get a, you get a discount? Oh! <laughs> Open service. Open service. Yeah, let me know. 50% off. That's okay. Because you're not getting a discount, dude. $65. So the next person could be $35. Yeah. All right. $60. I'm going to keep this one here. I'm going to wait for the next person. All right. Or keep the tip. Hey, why don't you just give it to the guy working instead of paying for the next person that comes in? All right, thanks, guys. Reminds me of George Bush, Herbert Walker Bush went to buy a pair of socks. Taco Bell. The Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Breakfast tacos. <laughs>
Remember, Bush was buying, uh, Bush Sr. was buying socks and he didn't know how much they were in uh, Walmart. It reminds me, it's so staged. Yeah, too funny. That is, a, that is an awesome find, G. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with our final segment of the day. Man, oh man, that show once again. Live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice. Stay there. from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Friday night. Thank you for spending it with us. Man, it's been another uh, fast and furious show. Got a lot of good stuff in. Thank you so much for for joining us, David Zia. I know you've got a lot of other things you're doing. And, of course, your show, 8 a.m. on Saturday, right here on Real America's Voice. Um, You you told us about all the stuff that's coming up, including uh, the Mike Lindell interview. And who else did you have? I forgot. Kim Caramo? Uh, Well, yeah, I've got uh, Christina Caramo Caramo. for Secretary of State in Michigan. And then I'm going to air my uh, Mike Lindell interview again tomorrow. And along with uh, Roxana Holzefeld running in LD8 in Arizona. Um, And I just have uh, one clip I couldn't fit in that I wanted to play tonight, Man on the Street. Uh, from Arizona. Yeah, so let's do that right now. This is a uh, this is a piece. This is a piece that will not be on Breaking Point, so you'll get to see it here exclusively, exclusively on LFS6B. Uh, cut number seventeen. G, go. One of the funnest parts of being at a Trump rally is before you get into the rally, you meet great people from all over the United States, people are local, people from other states. Uh, but we're honored to have with us today. We have Julie. Brandon and Jack. So you confuse me because your shirt says Brandon, right? So I should put this on him. Yeah, I should wear it. So, so uh, Jack, what brought you out here today? And you're from uh, Gilbert. Gilbert, Arizona, right? Yes. So what, what concerns you right now? Uh, I'm concerned about the way the country's going right now, and we need to, the Republicans need to take it back. You don't like what you see, right? No, no. It's, yeah. it's, the Democrats are systematically trying to destroy this country, and so yeah. we, everybody needs to vote red. It's almost like it's on purpose, right? It is on purpose. Yeah, really terrible. Really. It's been a plan from 2016 that they've been wanting to do this, so, and All they're right. doing it. Well, Brandon, how you doing? Right. So you're from Gilbert, right? Yes. So what brought you out today? Is this your first rally? Yes. Is this your first rally? This is my fifth rally. Oh, wow. This is your fifth rally? Yeah. This is your fifth rally, Julie? Yes. Wow, great. And is this your first rally? Second. All right, great. So uh, being that it's your first rally here, uh, what, do you, what do you like so far? Is there a lot of buzz in the air? Is a lot of energy? I love, I love the crowd, the energy. I love it. All the people that are supporting Arizona, America. I love it. Yeah. And Julie, you're from Queens Creek, Arizona? I'm from Chandler. Oh, Chandler. Okay, great. So uh, how has things impacted your family and your family life? Well, I got laid off because of COVID, COVID, and then I started my own business. And as a private or a, a, a small business owner, seeing how much money I pay in taxes and knowing that those taxes are going over to the Ukraine, it just makes me crazy mad. Yeah, nobody represents the guy who opens the gates for his crews every morning. And we're tired of being told we're the bad people for being the good people, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, are you in business here? 
Uh, I work for a contracting company, so I don't own my own business, but I mean, it affects everybody no matter what. If you have a small business, to you know, the con- you have supply chain issues? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm in building in New York, and it takes us like six months to get a front door, but we're concerned about petroleum products like vinyl siding, plastic knees for surgery, right? We need fossil fuels, don't we? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So what, what do you do here? I'm retired. Oh, that's great. That's great. Move from California. You want to adopt me? Can you adopt me? I'd love to. <laughs> great. Great. All right. So what do you want to hear from Trump today? I just want to hear, um, I don't know, hope. Give us some hope and something to look forward to in the future. Yeah. Well, I think he uh, kind of puts his money where his mouth is. He has a populist message, right? It's not about party. It's more about the fight against the institutional bureaucracy. Yes, absolutely. I think we should all just come together and for the value of our family in America and just keep our values. And yeah, and I, yeah, just, I just want to hear Trump support all the Arizona candidates like he has been. So Yeah, and as a builder, right, aren't you tired of going to the town, whether they're Republican or Democrat, and getting treated like garbage, waiting for permits, right? You go to the state DMV, they give free licenses to illegals, but they treat you like you're, you're dirt, right? Yes, absolutely, yep. Yeah, so maybe that's the fight. Maybe that's got to change a little bit. Um, so give us a last message uh, today uh, for us. All right, Jack? I uh, say go Trump, go Carrie Lake, Mark Fincham, and Lake Masters. All right, last word. Yeah, go Arizona, go America. Keep How about you, Julie? Yep, rally, rally the red. Come on, let's come out and win in November. You heard it first here from Julie, Brandon, Jack. They say a red wave is coming. And uh, this is Dave Zier. We'll see you inside the rally. Love Real America's voice. Say that again. We love Real America's voice. And Steve Bannon. We heard it here. We heard it here. You're part of the posse? Yes. All right. Excellent. We'll see you guys soon. All right. There you have it. Nice nice work there, Dave. Nice job. Great people. I love the people. Love the people. They're the best. Yeah. And grounded in reality. And, and you know, what, what I believe the, uh, I forgot the, the lady's name, but I think what she said was what most people want to hear. They Julie. want to hear. Yeah, she wants to hear a message of hope because right now, when you look at everything that's happening, how things are unfolding, uh, we don't really have a lot to look forward to. No, unless it's got you, it, yeah. Unless it, you're thinking about inflation. You have to look forward to that. And we're, we're in a globalist, leftist, Marxist takeover. Yeah, so. it's amazing. All right, let's do our uh, last trip over to the sports zone with Slick Rick. Rick, what do you got? MyPillow.com. That's what I got. Don't forget, LFS6B. Use the code. Mike, you give him the business. We got to help Mike out. You know, he needs a lot of support after getting, you know, the schloop from some of the big stores. We want to see Mike uh, do well. That He should do well. He's a great patriot. Keep his company going. So don't forget, I'm still waiting for those purple slippers. Eventually, maybe Mike will call me. I'll come in for a sizing and give him a little couple of tips there. But uh, hey, we, don't forget, LFS6B. The sheets, Giza sheets, the best. So let's get into it real quick. Ohio State. State passes Alabama, Georgia as college football playoff title betting favorite. There's a new favorite atop the odds to win the national championship at the sportsbooks. And for the first time in nearly two years, it doesn't hail from the SEC. Uh, Ohio State moved past Alabama and Georgia this week to become the consensus favorite to win the college football playoff. The Buckeyes are plus 200 at Caesars Sportsbook, followed by the Crimson Tide and 
Bulldogs, each at plus 220. So it's close. Don't get too crazy. And we got a few games to go. Uh, but Rick may be asking, what does he think about Tennessee? That's Tennessee, right. they're hosting Alabama this week, Rick. They're 40 to 1, and that isn't that bad. Um, USC is 16 to 1. I do like the Trojans. They're looking good. And Clemson, 12 to 1. Michigan, we were talking about Michigan before with Tudor. They're at 20 to 1. So, well, it's going to be a great college football player, probably one of the best in years. But uh, So that's a scoop on that. And we'll have a full report, Rick. We'll talk about that Tennessee Alabama game. I'll definitely be tuning into that tomorrow at 3.30. Gets a, that's must-see appointment television. And real quick, NFL, we got some great games this weekend. Week 6, we're not going to do the odds makers without Big yeah. D. You know, hey, I thought Big D was crashing that video for a moment that you had, David. <laughs> Guy came up in the back with the hat on and the red shirt. With the big the red shirt. That it, looked like Big D to me. I said, wait a minute. Was it D did there? look like David. Maybe that's where he got hurt. <laughs> Maybe. He was out there uh, at his first uh, Trump rally. Who knows? That was good stuff. <laughs> but we got week six uh, in the NFL, one o'clock games. Good one. Ravens at the Giants. We'll be looking at that one. Giants having a good season. <laughs> That's him in the red. Here he comes. Look, there he, is. there he is. Big D in the background. Um, and then another good Jets at the Packers. Hey, the Jets could win and beat the Packers this weekend. Highly unlikely they're going to go up to Lambeau and do that. But if they do, boy, that'll be big for the Jets. I think they'll, people will start saying they're for real. And the Bills at the Chiefs. That's must-see TV. That's a 425 game. You're definitely going to want to check that one out. Oh, boy, in Arrowhead Stadium. And then, of course, we got another big showdown in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles at the link. Don't forget to check out Fetterman's uh, Dr. Raz's uh, billboard there. That joke. But uh, that should be a good game. Again, Monday, we'll see you with a full report. That's a wrap in sports. Rick, back to you. All right. Thank you, Rick. Uh, David Zier, remember to catch his show tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. right here on Real America's Voice. It's breaking point. And real quick, David, since we were talking about uh, – um, you were out in Arizona. Uh, Carrie Lake, according to this article, Just the News, Arizona Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake has pulled ahead of her Democratic rival, Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, in a recent poll from Fox 10, showing her with a, uh, I guess, 3.7% lead uh, in another in another. Um, Another poll, she's got an 11-point lead with 18 and 39-year-old age bracket voters. So she looks like she's doing well, and she's starting to pull ahead. Yeah, and Katie Hobbs has been avoiding, you know, debating and all that stuff. So I think that Carrie's gained ground in the last two weeks for sure. I think the momentum's on the GOP side in Arizona. I think we take Arizona and Nevada. Uh, we're going to take other Senate races. Yeah, and uh, hopefully it'll carry over into Pennsylvania and, and some other places. And who knows? Maybe New York. New York. Come on, Lee Zeldin. Come on, Lee. The governor's races were favored to win all across the country. Yeah, it's crazy. So good stuff. Hopefully it stays that way. As always, we thank you for watching. As always, our military active and retired. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Our first responders, EMTs, uh, firefighters, police, nurses, everybody working on the front lines, truck drivers, you name it, the people that do the the tough work uh, to get us through. We appreciate you. The guys in the studio as well, Gio and Fran in the booth. Slick Rick, nice shoes. David Zia, thanks for stopping in. And you guys at home, thank you for watching. Till Monday, have a great weekend. Peace.